Hello to everyone out there in crypto land. It's approximately 11 a.m. EST, and you know what that means. It means it's time for another interesting, exciting, stimulating, captivating BitMart AMA. I'm Nathan from BitMart, and we've got a non-verse with us today, which I'm very interested to talk about because it... Uh, Reminds me a lot of the hacker group Anonymous, but I don't think that they're synonymous. So we're going to get into that in a little bit here. Before we enter into this conversation, we always wanted to let you know that because you're listening to these AMAs, you're part of an exclusive group of crypto listeners that uh, we think should be rewarded. And so by listening to this AMA, you're going to have a chance to win some of Anon versus NFTs. In fact, Five lucky winners amongst this will win an NFT prize box with a price of $199. Very interesting. And I think that you know what to do if you want to win that. But in case you don't, in case you're new to these, I'm going to let you know how it works. The way that it works is we want you to find this AMA link. It should be pinned to the top of our Twitter, at BitMart Exchange. And we want you to retweet it. Tag three friends, go and follow Anon versus Twitter, which is at Anon underscore Metaverse. Fill out the Google form that we have attached, send us a screenshot, and you will be in the runnings to win that cool NFT box. Our hashtag for this conversation is hashtag Bitmart Anon. That is hashtag Bitmart A N O. And just like it says in the AMA title. So I don't have to be the only one asking questions here. You can participate as well. Now, the reason why I left our uh, speaker here's name until the end is I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So I'm going to go with Robin Manuk. Robin Manuk? Robin Manuk, the CSO of Anonverse. Did I get that right, Robin? I think you're on the phone. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Yes. Can you hear me well? Yes, I can. I was wondering, uh, is it Robin Manuk? Is that did I get that right? Absolutely right. Okay, perfect. So that's always a good start to the conversation. Is just not butchering someone's name. Well, welcome to this Bitmart AMA. We're glad to have you here, and I understand that you are the CSO of Anonverse. Yes, sir. Gotcha, gotcha. CSO standing for Chief Security Officer or Chief Sales Officer? That's the real question. Chief, <laughs> Chief Scientific Officer. There we go. So I was wrong, hence why I'm asking the questions. So um, so your, your profile picture on Twitter is very interesting. Um, and the whole Anonverse, the whole Anonverse concept is uh, obviously inspired, at least, or at least to me it looks that it's obviously inspired by the hacker group Anonymous. Is that correct? Yes, sir. But you're not not formally affiliated with them. I don't know if anyone can even actually be formally affiliated with an anonymous hacking group. But I uh, I just wanted to ask that before we um, kind of dig into what Anonverse is, because there's there's a lot of moving parts to it. So um, I don't think that we're going to run out of things to talk about before we kind of hit the the 45 minute mark where I I, I tend to have to stop people. Okay. Uh, well, um, as far as um anonymous um, movement. Uh, we're, we're not at liberty to disclose, but our team comes from um, from the dark place. So we have been uh, involved in many uh, worldwide events. Yes. Yeah. And of course, we wouldn't make you disclose that. Uh, 
that's a that would defeat the purpose of anonymity. But it is interesting background info to know. I mean, it seems like you've got a lot of high profile, interesting people on your team. Like, uh, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I saw like from the audit process that the reason why um, people would want to use your audits is that you you're working with people that have audited USDT. Um, I want to say it was Avalanche as well, if I looked at it correctly. But regardless, we won't start there. But you have a lot of high profile people working for you, and some of them happen to be anonymous, which is kind of a cool and refreshing thing in the in the crypto world when so many people are definitely not anonymous anymore. Right. Thank you. So, yeah, let's just jump straight into it. A non-verse. It's kind of it's a combination between, I assume, anonymity and metaverse. But it's obviously much more than that. Could you? I'll let you talk as long as you want to. But could you please explain what is a non-verse? Uh, what are the components of a non-verse? And you know, what are you what are you doing here on this AMA today? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so, um, just a brief introduction to Anonverse. Uh, we're a multi-element decentralized autonomous application platform. We are claiming to be first global platform that integrates fully decentralized non-custodial protocol, security solutions, GameFi, DAO, security audit, play-to-earn, compute-to-earn, and DAO. And I'm just going to go uh, one by one briefly. So VDAO is a community of blockchain citizens who build a blockchain technology exchange community and fund public blockchain products, a decentralized autonomous organization. Uh, and we are letting our uh, followers to make decisions from the bottom up. Uh, briefly about uh, Vcash, um, we're taking crypto back to where it's supposed to be. So total, totally uh, anonymous. And uh, VCash is a fully decentralized, non-custodial protocol allowing private transactions in the crypto space. Um, about our Crypto War V game, um, it's a tower defense game where you take the role of cybersecurity expert to fight against hackers and other blockchain threats. And um, it's combined with squad customization, base tower building, simulation, Defend the blockchain, that's our slogan there. And um, as far as um, we're also inviting other projects to um, launch their IDOs with us, and we, I would say, have the most um, fair launch pad out there for now. We'll see if, if others will follow and do the same, which would be really good. So our V launchpad is first fully influencer-backed multi-chain launchpad. The Launchpad provides every person around the globe a fair chance of investing in the tier one projects backed by the biggest crypto thought leaders in the world. And also, last but not least, as a V audit, um, the anniversary ecosystem is, is there to provide end to end security solutions for blockchains, decentralized applications, and other missions critical software applications. So that's short in short about. Universe. Yeah, very cool. We'll dig a little bit deeper into those in, in one second here. But so obviously, um, <clears throat> you have your own token, and it is the Anon token. Could uh, which I love. I actually don't feel like I feel like there were a couple of coins early on in crypto that were like uh, I'm thinking of like Pirate Coin, and then there was another Anon token, but none of them ever took off. I think it was a little bit 
too early for them. And, and some of the other privacy stuff like Monero and Zcash just became more popular for some reason. But um, could you kind of explain the Anon token, dig a little bit deeper into that, and then maybe talk about the tokenomics and how it maybe relates to to the platform? Yeah, absolutely. So the features and functions of Anon is, uh, first is participate in community governance. We're very um, big on believing community has to make decisions and we're letting the community to make those decisions by voting and incentivize users to invite new players to join Anniverse ecosystem, seasonal host tournaments, open bonus pool to attract players to participate. Um, uh, this would be that the use of Anon within the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm talking about the use of it in the game. Uh, players need to pledge a certain amount of Anon in price pool. Um, the tokenomics of um, Anon will be... Um, I would say fairly long description, um, but we also do offer LP incentive, staking incentive, which we just launched recently, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we have uh, had millions and millions of dollars worth of Anon staked just uh, just two weeks ago. As far as uh, tokenomics, a total of uh, 210 billion of Anon token available. Uh, there's a certain percentage for the vesting schedule uh, for people that participated in grants, uh, 36% of total supply. Uh, we also have uh, 13% of that uh, goes to staking, 5% uh, for liquidity. That's All of these are locked. Uh, some of these are locked as far as six years, linear. Uh, on the grants round, we actually did 8% of total supp- supply, 100% TGE, Public rounds, 5%. The economic fund, 10% of total supply. Marketing, 6%. Uh, team, 7%. And advisors, 5%. And also uh, CEX launchpads, 5% reserved. Um, we also had our community to vote on certain changes within the tokenomics recently. And one of them was to reduce the sales tax. So we have 0% buy tax and right now 8% sales tax. That's double reduced from before. And um, 8% goes to 4% buybacks, 2% marketing, and 2% inverse fund. And we have um, also did a couple million dollars worth of buybacks already in the past uh, two months. Well, that's briefly <laughs> Very cool. I was about to say, so anonymous, but certainly not disorganized uh, because it's a, it's a breakdown like you. I think I would see from a, uh, a Silicon Valley startup or something like that, which, you know, it, uh, crypto projects have a lot in common with, but are certainly different, uh, different from. So you bring up a good um, – you keep coming back to the VDAO, and even uh, myself, who's been in crypto for a long time, I still sometimes struggle to understand decentralized autonomous organizations and how they function because I, I don't think I've ever actually been um, a part of one. I've never gotten so deep into a token that I was like voting or doing this um, or participating in that way. Could you maybe go into why you guys decided to create the VDAO, how important you think it is, and how you think maybe the Anon VDAO is, is different than some of the um, – the larger ones out there, like I'm thinking of probably the largest DAO 
in the crypto sphere, I guess would have to be Ethereum, right? If you can even call Ethereum a DAO, but that, that's what I'm thinking of. So could you please like just go, go really deep in, into the VDAO and like, you know, why maybe why you, you thought it was so important to create and why you think Anons is maybe different? Well, um, thank you for your, your question. So um, I would also look at this as an example of uh, TRX as being a, a DAO version of token with unlimited supply. But um, what what we had in mind and we want to reach this goal is to take back um, the users of crypto to the roots of crypto, which should be anonymous, number one, um, second, uh, decentralized, no influence of centralized world as it is right now. We've seen this in the past couple of days. <laughs> we should not even probably name those names now for for that token, but it's been it's been uh, very important for us to to take the users back to the roots. And so, um, as a team, we launched the token, we launched the project, we built the game, we we've done so much, and we want slowly to have the community rule. Uh, instead of uh, as a normal business, uh, you know, centralized business where you have a boss and then general managers and then your workers and then the users, we want to make sure the crypto is is where it's supposed to be. You know, anybody should enjoy it, um, have um, have profit from it, and definitely be um, be a voice. So we believe that. Constant of governed is the only legitimate basis for government. That's why Anonverse is governed by the community, and we're taking um, the community there slowly, step by step, regardless of the market, bearish or bullish. Um, and so in order to make sure that Anonverse is serving its community plus founding mission first and foremost. So we have done our part, um, and we're doing it right now. We're listing in different exchanges we are excited about it, but we want eventually to have the community uh, make decisions. And so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because um, listening to you speak and elucidate on this, uh, you know, once again, I've, I've probably been in crypto since 2014 or 2015. And I remember, first of all, one, I remember when people thought that Bitcoin was is, uh, totally anonymous, which it's not. But um, yeah. But yeah, hearing you hearing you talk about all this, where you where you say, well, we just we're trying to get back to the roots, and we're trying to get back to um, what the technology promised, regardless of the market. I I thought about, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that so many um, crypto projects, especially early on, since there was no market for them, since there was no money flowing into, there was really no financial ecosystem behind it. There was no thought of like, oh, is this token going to make money or is it going to do this or do that? And the focus was on the utility of the technology and people using the technology for whatever purposes they needed and about how, you know, right now, I guess if, if you looked at the overall crypto market, I think people would say it's a bear market. But it really shouldn't have any um, bearing on, you know, even Bitcoin, really. Like Bitcoin's still doing what it does regardless of whether it's a dollar a coin or a million dollars a coin. It's just that we've ascribed centralized aspects to a lot of these projects. And so right. what you're saying with, with a non is that, hey, we don't care whether the price is up, down, sideways, to the left – it's going to keep on. It has a utility. These are specific utilities, and that's what we're really focused on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, if you're looking at you know crypto space in the beginning, um, nobody thought it would be this big. 
Um, and, uh, you know, of course, central world um, is going to try its best to control it, you know, whichever way they can and, you know, which is fine. But um, I think the roots of crypto, I believe, um, are to be anonymous. I know the, the wallets are, you know, transparent. You can see everything. But uh, how we are introducing it and how what what we believe does come from the originality of crypto. And so uh, that's why we offer Vcash, um, you know, a system where the person can transfer crypto, um, you know, and, and receive it in a different crypto and different wallet without being traced. So, um, and Vidal aims to be the best place to collectively build and fund our digital infrastructure. So with our ecosystem partners, we, we, we want to help create the biggest and boldest experiments in open source and double down on, on what works. So we are to, um, we are committing to building a community for blockchain technology exchanges and caring about public products, designing and launching experiments, supporting and scaling them, collectively, collectively governing them. Our community is very important to us, so we have already made several fundamental decisions within the project. Uh, participants had the right to choose an economic model. Uh, most most people voted. We had thousands, thousands, and thousands of votes on that. Participants had the right to choose for what period of time we will provide and lock liquidity, which came in literally within a couple of weeks right before the launch uh, you know, um, of the token. Participants had the right to vote on token sales tax, as I mentioned before, and then also participants will have the right to vote on CEX listings. And we're already introducing VDAO from the first steps in the project, and in the future there will be even more decisions for which it will be possible to vote. Uh, we also provide security functions, as I mentioned, Vcash and private messaging, private transactions. Um, by the way, regarding private messaging, um, you know, Twitter or Google or anything else out there, they can let us communicate or, or they can block without a warning. So that's not really a free world there. So we, we, you know, we believe that uh, the need for private messaging, encrypted messaging is right now higher than ever before, especially with all the things going on in the world right now. And so, you know, we believe that uh, crypto is the space where you can get all that eventually. And then, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, cer it's certainly a foundational uh, technology that you can use to build so many things. I think that Signal is actually built off of um, a lot of uh, similar uh, encryption technologies that, that, that crypto also uses. But I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. Yeah, and just the last two, as I mentioned before, so, of course, to build our own V launchpad, which we already have used uh, one project that launched with us, and we have about 20 more in the line. We're trying to carefully sort them out to make sure our our community receives good projects to participate. So um, the recent one was by Miracle Universe. We have raised millions and millions of dollars worth of BUSD um, for them. And, so, and then the last one is, of course, to provide a V audit for new projects. We know that... Um, some other auditing uh, firms have um, somewhat negative reviews due to their uh, ability not <laughs> not to carefully 
um, you know, research the project, uh, we are, we are, we will be known for doing the best audits out there. One of the best audits out there for the new projects. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and we'll get m- uh, more into that in, in one second. I, I actually have one last question about VDAO from just listening to you describe VDAO, how it's a bottom up structure, how there's everyone has like an equal vote and all that. And, um, it's obviously very cypher punk influenced, but would you say that technically, and maybe this is kind of a redundant question, would you say that it is uh, anarchist in nature, as in the political philosophy, not as in what people think about it pejoratively? Because some DAOs, when you hear DAOs described, you say, oh, they're anarchist and they're leaderless in, in kind of that way. But then when you look at something like Ethereum or whatever, like they can say that they're leaderless all they want, but clearly there's a, there's a person who could influence everybody else. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that or how you, you think of VDAO in that way. I think uh, best way to describe our VDAO and why we're different um, is that we are striving to change with with the community. So uh, as leaders, you know, we're flexible. So we don't have, um, you know, we're not copying somebody else or somebody else's um, ideas. Um, so I would. I would say that our VDAO is not what everybody else thinks of a, you know, of a DAO uh, community. So it's totally different, and it's I can't even um, put a word on it because there's nothing like this yet out there. And and we hope uh, other projects would would actually follow and do the same. Um, and and we're we're open to changes. So if we need to flex and change, we will do that. And we will have our community do that. Um, so that's that's the best answer I can give you. Very cool. Sometimes sometimes it's it's uh, nice when you can't put a word to things because then that's just kind of an open invitation that people need to experience it. Uh, in case you're just joining the conversation, I'm talking to Robin Manuk, the CSO of Anonverse. And if you want to ask a question here in this conversation, the hashtag that we're using is hashtag bitmart. Anon, that's hashtag bitmart, A-N-O-N. So, Robin, I want to talk about Vcash next. And what's interesting about Vcash is when I hear the term cash associated with anything, I think, oh, they're talking about another crypto they created, or they're talking about something that's going to compete with Monero, Zcash, what have you. But technically, Vcash is the decentralized non-custodial protocol, so it's more of like a DEX. Am Am I getting that correct? Right. Okay. So it's more of like a, it's, so like Vcash is not, there's no Vcash coin. There's no like Vcash that you can send. Vcash is just the name of the non-custodial protocol. Correct. Gotcha. And maybe how is it different than, because it's interesting because I think people, a lot of people think that DEXs are private just because you're not having to enter your information. You don't have to log in, whatever, but like, pretty much any DEX that you access on the web is going to be logging your IP address or making some non-private way. How is Vcash maybe a little bit different? Is it, is, does it prompt people to like do these certain privacy things or does it give you tips on how to like, Hey, you're visiting, you know, I don't know. Tell, tell us, tell us more please yeah. about Vcash. Yeah. The, uh, a few, you know, a few things that I can mention are um, for public. Uh, the rest is anonymous. Uh, so, Vcash. I'll just give you um, 
a standard um, description. Uh, Vcash improves transaction privacy by breaking the on-chain link between source and destination addresses. It uses a smart contract that accepts deposits, let's say, of BNB and other tokens uh, from one address and allows them to withdraw from a different address. Uh, it uses relays like dark pools to pay for gas, to withdraw funds to addresses with no pre-existing balance. So here's an example. You know, Mr. A wants to secretly send a sum of money to Mr. B. Mr. A uses a wallet address to deposit a certain amount of money into Vcash, and he will get a withdrawal certificate. Mr. B can use the new wallet address at any time, enter with a withdrawal voucher on the Vcash interface, and receive the funds. Um, how does this make it anonymous? Um, so, you know, again, without uh, describing certain things that we're not supposed to say, how it works, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technology-wise, um, because a lot of these things are are new uh, to the space and will be for a while. I'm sure some other, you know, somebody in the future will will probably come up with the similar things, um, but just um, just for the user. Uh, this is 100% anonymous. That probably is the easiest answer, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's totally fascinating to hear you explain it like that. I don't think I've heard of anything quite like that. And the only thing in my mind that I can even compare it to, if you're familiar with this, is submarine swaps with Bitcoin, where they're going on and off-chain via the Lightning versus on-chain in such a way that – I guess you technically could track it, but you'd have to have, like, uh, the entire FBI, like, working on one case so that they could somehow, like, oh, this dot probably connects to this dot, but we need to make sure. And um, it's a very interesting concept that I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around. But that's exactly what that that made me think of, where it, it it's – I love the innovation sometimes that I hear from different projects where you're like, I would have never thought of that. And, <laughs> but it yeah. is cool. It's very cool, and I could see how – yeah, certainly it's going to be much more anonymous than um, using a regular Dex just online. Which, so, you know, which, which uh, I'm using all the time, you know, regular, but uh, I've had instances when, uh, you know, you share something with your friend and then now a thousand people know your wallet and what, you know, what you do. So obviously uh, Vcash, uh, we're, you know, very excited about it and waiting for this. Sure. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know this better than anybody, but it's like the, uh, the thing that usually breaks your anonymity or privacy is almost never you, right? If you're on top of your game and doing your other stuff, it's when you accidentally say something to somebody who maybe can't keep their mouth shut or who doesn't have the same protocols or, you know, who doesn't delete a text message when they're supposed to. And then even though you've been on top of your game, I think Kevin Mitnick used to say this the uh, the uh, cybersecurity expert, it's kind of social engineering sort of stuff where it's like you can do the best that you can technologically, but all it takes is you saying the wrong thing to the to a person that you thought you could trust, and then your whole thing is just goes up in the air. Yeah. So fascinating. So um, before we move on to the crypto war game, I guess that little side conversation that we've been having is a is a kind of mission of a nonverse to like. I have to imagine that there's a lot of people maybe that will be introduced to your project or join your project that are, have not been privacy focused for their lives. And maybe they're like, they're starting on this kind of journey for the first time. 
is education about privacy online and how it relates to crypto and kind of the the old school cypherpunk um, attitudes when it comes to crypto and privacy and having your freedom online? Is that kind of like a side mission of a nonverse? Yes, absolutely. Um, we, you know, again, we believe that especially um, at the times where, you know, we live right now, um, to be as much discreet as possible in um, in financial transactions is a must. Uh, no matter how things look safe, you know, out there, uh, things can change really fast, uh, especially with a centralized world um, trying to influence um, I think um, I think it's it has to be the goal of every crypto user and investor. Eventually, I know that it, you know it it became it became a, a, like a cult to you know uh, to post on Twitter your you know your biggest holdings in crypto and stuff like that. Um, but I think uh, eventually the world will learn that it's better to keep those things private as it's supposed to be. Sure, sure. Um- yeah, we've actually got some listener questions in right here. So before we move on to the crypto war game, somebody wants to know, and this kind of fits with what we were just talking about with the privacy stuff and all that. Somebody just wants to know, you know, what motivated you and the founders to start a nonverse? Like what was maybe like the trigger point or – you know, because so many people have they have concepts for ideas, companies that they'll start, products they'll come out with. Now, you know, crypto that they'll do, but rarely do people actually like start on it, right? Right? Rarely do they actually do the thing. So, somebody wants to know what actually motivated you to start and buckle down and actually do this project. Uh, well, uh, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, our team consists of anonymous um, team uh, and. Everything that that um, that we have been through, have seen, uh, participated in many many large events. Um, we want to bring that for the public. We want people to experience the same power of um, of being anonymous. It, it literally empowers you when you when you fully use it to the fullest. <laughs> this opportunity and uh, not just. Our token. I'm just talking about in crypto space in general, um, because many have been hurt by being public about crypto, in, including investors, including uh, you know um, developers, and uh, it can be hurt. You know, it, it could be described as hurt by um, not being able to do another project, or hurt by losing money because it was you know for the show and all that, and it motivated us to do this as soon as possible. We actually planned this for three years. Wow. And for three years, we have waited, uh, you know, we have hundreds of people in our team, and we believe that this is the best time to do this. We, we may be a month late, <laughs> but this is the <laughs> best time to do this and to uh, to introduce and to, you know, to inspire others, to inspire everybody to be um, anonymous. And um, it's not just the logo. It's not just the slogans. It, it's it, lifestyle. So, yeah, I can under I can understand. It, it's, it's if something's in your mind that you kind of know that you're like, oh, I should be doing this, or oh, this is really my, you know, for lack of a better term, life's purpose or mission. But then it's very easy to be, 
I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next year. And then next year turns into three years, but Hey, better late than never. Right. You know, you get started on something, you get started on something and now, now it's going. Okay. So interesting to know the little bit of origin stories that we'll check back on listener questions here in a second. So now we change gears to crypto war V, which if the Dow and the Vcash are a little bit more serious parts of the Anon, uh, the Anonverse, Crypto War V is kind of a refreshing change of pace because it's literally a game. So it's literally a game that people can play. But my understanding is that it's like a play-to-earn game. There's a lot of other benefits. Tell us all about the Crypto War V game. Okay. Yeah, thank you for your question. Um, so it's as we are used to, um, you know, to see other Crypto tokens coming out with play to earn games, um, computer earn. We have decided to build this around um, the idea of um, having defense towers that are um, defending from hackers and all this um, negativity and FUD. But eventually, this is our goal, eventually. Um, we, we want to connect this to reality. So this is just a little peek for you. Uh, this will, will be in the future. But as a game, so uh, you can defend uh, by using different towers, uh, Bitcoin towers, Ethereum, BNB, and others, and you unlock other favorite cryptos as you progress. So um, you can acquire powerful fiat abilities, customize your squad, and hodl the line. Um, you can place your favorite cryptos, each with their own unique abilities. Uh, each crypto defender is designed with unique ability that fits their respective blockchain technology. You can witness Bitcoin Lightning network in action, employ Ethereum Plasma power, or take advantage of BNB reduced block time uh, to win the game. It takes, it takes a lot of hours to pass through the game, it takes days. I would say probably um, weeks if you just play nonstop. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, it constantly involves, and we're planning to uh, to introduce new maps, uh, new layouts, new features constantly. So this is not a boring game. I've played crypto games, and I don't have a, a lot of excitement about crypto games. Seriously, but this this one has a lot of um, um, engagement from the user, so it's really good. It's not it's not boring. Um, I guess uh, let's talk about different character functions in the game. So you have um, blockchain threats, vulnerabilities, hackers uh, that are you know constantly attacking your towers, and you can fight off those and. Basic gameplay mode, so you can play in earn mode, uh, carry out ranking competitions, play to earn, competition PvP mode. Each competition will require users to stake tokens, and the winner will receive 80% of winning stake. Um, we also have an option where if you really have to quit the game and go, you don't have to quit the, you know, the game, you can just let it play, and uh, the towers will continue defending. Uh, there is a little fee for... Uh, close your computer and go um, playing, but you can do that as well. And so um, game mechanism, um, you, basically you have to buy cryptocurrency towers, NFTs, 
uh, different NFTs have different attributes. Uh, you can place NFTs in limited game area and start your game by killing FUD troops in the game. Uh, at the same time, you will receive NFT tokens as an airdrop um, and NFT fragments. Um, also, in-game token consumption, we have uh, came up with our own second token for the game, VVV. Um, and by the way, if you're staking Anon, you're also receiving VVV as a reward uh, for the game. Uh, you can buy NFT to get token income without pledge. Uh, there's only one NFT warehouse for each wallet address, and the number of NFTs stored initially will be limited. Uh, so you need to spend Anon token to upgrade to increase the storage limit. You can also spend Anon to turn on crazy mode and increase the attack speed of the entire NFT tower. Spend Anon to speed up the cooldown of skills. And the system will recommend the most reasonable combination of cryptocurrency towers at the beginning of each level. I've played all the levels, so it's it, it's it, it, it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like you you spent a, a lot of time um, in on in this crypto war here, virtually at least right now. It sounds to me almost like I don't know if you're familiar with it. it sounds like a crypto version of Age of Empires. That's the that's the. Um, that's the best analogy that I can come to in my mind. Um, you know, certainly, you know, um, yeah. The first time I sat down, I, I remember the year. I believe it was like 1997, 1998, when the sure. Age of Empires. Oh my god! Or or like 2000. I don't remember one one number. You know, of those years, and I I remember I literally played for days without even oh, yeah. like getting up and going for food and stuff. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's what it reminds me of. And you said it's not boring. And when you said it's not boring, I immediately thought of like um, how you're right, how most crypto games are like crypto kitties or the, the crypto games where you're not like, I haven't explored Decentraland or any of the stuff where people are doing the kind of uh, Minecraft-esque slash sandbox games. Um, but it, it there's like, there's not a lot of point to many, to many crypto games other than, you know, you're you're doing some simple task and you're getting crypto. So this seems probably a little bit more stimulating to most people. Yeah. Yep. Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, looking at some listener questions that we've got in. Looks like they're going to be saved towards the end. Okay, because a, a lot of them are focused on... Um, what you're going to be doing upcoming here. So let's, let's real quick, let's go through V launchpad and V audit so that we can get into, I think you've got some NFT stuff that you're also doing. So real quick, V launchpad, you call it the first fully influencer backed multi-chain launchpad. Um, first of all, influencer backed, I'd like to know, usually that could, that can mean many things. And then multi-chain, I, I'd be interested to know what what chains that is. So please, could you go if you could go into the V Launchpad? Everybody here would love to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so um, most of Launchpads are limited to one ecosystem, and we believe that you know we have to be open to every possibility out there. And um, we have built a Launchpad that is capable of launching any token on any chain, any, any project size. And um, we have eliminated the high cost of participation. 
which most of launch pads. Um, well, I'm not sure right now after past week of bearish market how the launch pads are doing, but um, we are not in it to make money, from, you know, from launch pad. We're in it to give the community opportunity to participate in the best projects out there. In, in our um, opinion, so obviously we want to make sure we make it um, very accessible for the new projects. And um, most of the launch pads have very short-term impact. So let's say they launch the product, you know, a project, next week they launch another project, and everybody forgets about the, you know, the the one that was launched a week ago. So we, we believe that um, um, our launch pad is not going to uh, control um, the um, decisions in this case because we, we want to make sure the the users um, participate in the projects that are plain level field. So our launch pad is not um, creating the market, if that's the right way to put it. It's not the market-making pad, which most of launch pads are eventually. Um, and eventually they control the price and they control the liquidity. Um, again, our, our V launch pad is um, in, in, the, in the fundamentals built with the DAO idea. So this is maybe crazy, but... Um, our launch pad is as fair as it comes. And um, uh, we're, we're, it's a very low cost, and we're letting the projects launch. So basically anybody with a good project, um, good economy, um, we let them launch with us. Um, hmm. it's, yeah. it's not yeah it's not centralized because most of launch pads even though it's it's in crypto and on on different blockchains they are centralized in that in, you know in that sense because sure. they control uh, the liquidity um, we have built a launch pad that is not centralized yeah, um, yeah. and and, no. and uh, most of launch pads um, that are out there um it decides which token to list, um, and it can be listing for the wrong reasons. And so we're we've seen all that in previous examples in crypto space, and we we want to stay away from from um, you know because it it mainly um, destroys the idea of of uh, um, of a DAO because then it's centralized in a way, and then it always um, the top make money, the rest don't. So we, we want to have this, um, the field of um, fairness, if possible. Sure, yeah. Like you said, it would be too paradoxical to have this uh, large DAO that is decentralized and then have a launch pad that is centralized. It's funny because I can already hear people's criticisms in my mind where they say, well, if you allow projects to control the liquidity, they won't have any liquidity or they'll have too much and they'll fail. And you kind of have to like shrug your shoulders and say, well, that's, that's the price of freedom. Well, basically, exactly, right? you have to, exactly. you have to be smart. Yeah. Then, then, um, you know, our goal as, as creators and as, um, leaders to guide the community, not, you know, obviously not to just let 
everybody makes their own decision. We can, you know, because if you have a million of followers or nine million followers on Coin Market Cap, we have right now, the nine million different opinions. That's not going to work. But mm-hmm. we're here to guide and, and lead and and show by example. So that's why we're, you know, we're are launching products um, that are a, a good example of what we, you know, uh, believe in. And so eventually people learn to think not the same, but close to, and to, you know, make decisions similar. Yeah. And, and I guess the last question I, I have about this, and maybe you answered it and I just, I didn't catch it or I didn't process it, but V Launchpad says that it's, it's influencer backed. But now when I'm, when I think of influencers, obviously we think of like extremely public people on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, I guess I've never thought about this. Are there anonymous influencers? Have I just not paid attention to them, or am, am I just not aware of them? Um, yeah, definitely there are. Uh, and what what it means by influencers is definitely community leaders. Okay, uh, gotcha. This, this sentence, it means community and inverse community leaders for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and now, and now that I'm, like, letting the gears turn in my brain a little bit, I guess there are anonymous influencers online. It's just that I don't come across them that often or I haven't searched them out in a while. But I can think of, like, you know, Twitter accounts where, um, like, I'm thinking of the Twitter account that always reports the, um, let's say, I think it's called Whale Trades or something like that, where it always reports large cryptocurrency transactions when they're moving off of different exchanges or through different wallets. And I'm at that account, I don't think is run by anybody publicly or maybe it's run by a bot or something like that. And I'm thinking about, Oh, there's stuff like that where people are anonymous, but they're on public platforms and they can be quote influencers and is weird word, but okay. I I get what you're saying now. I get what you're saying now. Um, Let's move on to the last part of the, a nonverse ecosystem so that then we can talk about, I know you've got some NFTs, because um, that's what we're giving away today. Uh, we're giving away five uh, NFT mystery boxes that are each worth, I believe, $199 um, related to a nonverse. So the V audit system is our last component here. And I know that you have talked about how other audit systems, I'm, I'm not going to make you say their names, but Certic. Uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on the other one, but everybody can publicly, you know, Google what the major crypto audit platforms are. How is V audit different when it comes to the Anonverse ecosystem and maybe what gives it the credibility that is above and beyond some of the other audit systems you'd be competing with? Oh, uh, yeah, this, this would be a um, very short answer because um, – in, in crypto, the last thing we want to do is to bash other projects or other firms. Um, so we basically, here's, here's just the scope of this. Um, it's a very comprehensive security assessment uh, of, of a smart contract and blockchain code to identify vulnerabilities and recommend ways to fix them. But um, how to how to say this without sp- spilling everything? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. So, we w- we won't make you we won't make you uh, spill the beans. And it's okay if you are sworn to secrecy on some things. But I I just think people look at the V audit thing, and I, at least for me, even though I know about audits and I know that there's big companies out there, I kind of scratch my head a little bit, and I'm just like, you know. 
I don't know. It, it, you're right. It is a little bit of an odd question. It's almost like asking a bank, like, how is your vault so secure? And then when they tell you how the vault is secure, if there's a robber listening, they're like, oh, that's how I break into the vault. <laughs> so, so, you know, our, our main goal when we do the audit is, of course, identify errors and risks, remediate vulnerabilities, verify contracts. Um, and the process comes in five different phases. Uh, first would be share the source code. Uh, receive the quote, uh, begin vulnerability inspection, suggest remediations, and deliver report. And um, mainly, we want to we want to make sure the projects uh, know this ahead of time that we are here to um, do an audit that will somewhat um, guarantee for the investors a peace of mind. So definitely the projects that will come uh, to us for this service um, will know this in advance. You know, we're not here just to audit any project, just to have a tons of different audits, you know, in, in, you know, just to show that we have done few audits. We want to make sure we audit and we help the project that actually will benefit our community first. And um, this is really good because if you're a part of uh, Anniverse community, you you can rest assured that we will share with you projects that we believe as a team are are acceptable. And um, our audits are very transparent. Um, the reports will will contain all the details of any identified vulnerabilities, classify them by severity. Uh, critical, major, medium, low, and informational, and all other su- suggestions. So it will be very open and uh, transparent audits, uh, which is, I would say, s- some of these firms that do audits do lack some of that transparency because we've seen projects that launch, you know, really good projects, really good ideas that launch, and, you know, within a year they're gone or they're not um, attractive anymore. Sure, sure. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, to, to everyone listening, I shouldn't have even brought up Certic or other companies because really playing the blame game or um, you know not working for these places, you kind of never know what's going on behind the scenes. But the general concept, uh, I've got to agree with you there. Where it is interesting that you. Um, and it's almost a little bit paradoxical, right, that you you have companies that do crypto audits and that's their business model, and so then the business model becomes kind of convoluted to where, well, if a crypto firm is paying you a bunch of money, you want them to, you know, pass the audit or have a satisfactory thing because you just don't want problems and you, and this is your main business model, but it becomes, it becomes, you know, difficult because because the whole point, the whole point of the audit, the whole point of the audit is that you're supposed to pass certain things from a third party perspective so that people have confidence in you. And I just, I mean, that happens in non-crypto as well, right? We could think about like, I'm sure that happens with health inspections and restaurants. Anytime that you're relying on a third party and you're paying them money to do something that you need, you are expecting you know, at the bare minimum that they'll just say you pass. But what realistically, the way that it should work and and what you're kind of maybe saying here is that you'll not only tell people that they didn't pass, but you won't just say, hey, you didn't pass. You'll tell them how they can, where they can improve so that they just come back around and and go right through. So, yeah, thank you for talking about that. Yeah, our team is um, that is in the United States. 
um, consists of top engineers in crypto space. And um, this team will audit every project that will will be um, interested to be audited by us. And definitely um, it has to be, like I said, we, we are f- for our community. So we, we want to make sure the project that we audit, and um, this would be really important because once we audit it as Anonverse, um, people will jump into that project. So we want to make sure, you know, our community is safe. Yeah, makes total sense. Makes total sense. So we're we're approaching the end of the AMA here, but we, I've got a couple more questions, and I want to make them listener questions. We've kind of had to wait until the end until we could go through all these interesting things that are happening with a non-verse. Um, and one of the questions is, uh, because we know that you've got NFTs on your platform, some a listener wants to know, what are the details of the NFTs a non-verse has that you can share or are excited to share about? Um, dif- uh, if you can repeat that again, sorry. Sure, no worries, no worries. Uh, a, li- a listener wants to know, what are the details? Because I don't think we've even spoken about the NFTs that you have available um, on a non-verse. And a listener wants to know, what are the interesting details of the NFTs that you guys have that you're allowed to share or that you're excited to share about? Yeah. So, um, hmm. so definitely the in-game NFTs are designed to be used in the game, and they are not um, they're not tradable on exchanges. Um, the other version of NFTs that we have are basically uh, describing our movement, which would be um, Anniverse NFT. We we've, have been listed on Binance NFT and a couple others. We haven't talked about it as well, but I don't know if there's a time or need for that. Uh, those can be traded. And uh, different functions, uh, if you're talking about in the game, uh, there's a lot of functions, including uh, making profit from your NFT just by letting it play in the game um, without you being involved, if you want to. Um, and then uh, the, all the future uh, announcements have, you know, regarding NFT. And NFT um, space lately has shrunk a lot. So we know this and we're not hyping our NFTs as as a way to make money, even though it does allow you to make money. Uh, we're, we are waiting for the right moments in the market to announce uh, more functions. So at this time, uh, for uh, for the details, like which would be probably boring right now to describe, but it's best to go to our um, you know group channels in Discord and just read like all the details about it. Um, there's about 5,000 uh, different hacker avatars, NFTs, and these don't have function, but they're NFT artwork. And so, you know, we have sold um, thousands of these, a um, couple thousands of these lately and within like one second on, on the Binance NFT. <laughs> have been sold out. But um, the, we also plan to create a thousand, just a thousand NFTs uh, that will um, encourage uh, people to contribute to network and blockchain security. And these are um, basically will, will be used 
to potentially provide security from hackers in the future. So again, we we like to announce things when we have completed them. When I'm trying to open up a little bit the bigger picture, then I'm I'm forced to describe more things that we announced. So, but um, just uh, watch out for the you know announcements in our groups, and you will learn more about future you know functions of our NFTs. Sure. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you sharing the little bit that you can with us, and you don't have to tell me that the NFT market is. Uh is much smaller than it was even a month ago. I think that yeah. uh, I think the Wall Street Journal recently just reported, which is always interesting when the Wall Street Journal talks about crypto, but they were pretty factual um, in saying that the NFT market has shrunk by 92%, uh, I think, since only a couple of months ago. So, yeah. yes, quite smaller, quite smaller, only 8% more to go until it's just all gone. But it's not going to go away. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So, so thanks. So, uh, I was I was also going to compliment you guys on the hacker artwork uh, NFTs. I thought that those looked very cool. They were like uh, both kind of matrixy to me. They looked a little bit matrix inspired. And then there was also the anonymous element. If anybody's familiar with the kind of aesthetic of the hacker group anonymous. And then they were also, um, this is going to be a really old school reference, even though I'm not that old. They kind of reminded me of the spy versus spy cartoons that you used to see in Mad Magazine. Those guys, the way that those guys looked. So they're pretty cool, you know, artwork. I like NFTs as art and then probably utilities and stuff like that next. So um, anybody who, you know, just wants an interesting artwork NFT, I would urge you to check those out. All right. So next listener question is so okay we'll have two more questions and then we will let you go robin we we're conscious of your time here and we've uh, we've gone for quite a while so a listener wants to know what is your goal for the rest of 2022 kind of a broad question but you can maybe zip it up if you wanted to you can speak as little or as much as you want to on it yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your question. Um, so as far as what's going on right now, uh, our Crypto War V game is in public beta stage. As of right now, uh, we have um, uh, identified a few different errors. Uh, at this time, we've been uh, in beta stage for the public in the past few days, about a week. Um, we receive uh, feedback from all the players and fix all the bugs. Um, the game is an initial Initially, had been introduced uh, a month ago, and um, the better stages is final. And we probably are going to launch in the next few days. Again, it's best to to refer to the announcement channel. You know, like with with everything else, we like to uh, announce things in the bullish markets. So I think. In the next few days, you know, you'll see a lot more announcements coming out. And then um, what also is new or what, what we're working on right now, we have introduced our uh, dual token system, which we believe is much more rigid uh, than other projects that have a single token, especially if you have, uh, if you want to create utility within, within the ecosystem. And so our VVV token, which is in-game token, had just reached all-time high a couple of days ago. <laughs> uh, and um, 
uh, all the VV, VVV token and Anon that you use in the game uh, will be burned. So we, we will announce these burns as, as they come. Uh, we also has been invited by several exchanges, invited, which is a really big word here because we 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 believe that uh, others believe similar to what we believe. <laughs> Too many words believe, but, but that's just reality. And so we've been invited to some exchanges and um, they're going to be announced as the agreements are finalized. Um, we're very excited to be listing with BitMart. I think um, this is a very, very big step uh, for us and for BitMart as well, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in the future. And um, we cannot, you know, disclose all the future listings, but um, all of these are biggest exchanges out there. Um, and for the rest of the of the year, our goal is to um, turn over the the governance to the community definitely we want to do um, a big part of that this year uh, as far as for the game um, there are besides um, all the upgrades and and new maps and new uh, functions in the game that will be announced we're also working on being um, in the in the central world markets which is really good because we want to make sure people that are in that world that non-crypto users will uh, play our game and be invited into our project eventually. And so we are working on, um, you know, be, having our apps on iOS and Android as well. Well, so it sounds like perfect. you've got more than enough stuff to do for the rest of the year. You're not yeah. going to have, uh, not going to have a lot of beach days this year. But maybe you'll still be able to put a little umbrella in your drink and relax from time to time when you're getting all this stuff done. Yeah, so. we, we, we deserve that. And, you know, <laughs> we, we joke we joke about this almost every week, every weekend. When will that happen? So, <laughs> But, you know, there's something to be said about working really hard on something that is interesting to you because it doesn't, it doesn't particularly feel – like work it's certainly stressful it certainly takes a toll on your mind and your body but it's not it's not drudgery i was searching for the right word there because you're yeah, just yeah. oh it's you solving know, we, problems we is interesting we, yeah we, we haven't had uh, since you know working on this for a few years and then launching the project launching the game um introducing these new services we'll have within our system uh, we haven't had any negativity within our team or within our uh, community leaders. Just, just so good that it's it's just um, you know, and it's not based on on something that that cannot be done. It's actually based on our achievements. So, which is which is really cool. We're not just uh, planning; we're actually doing, and you know we. Um, we deserve rest, but I think we, you know, having all the positivity around us, you know, we're resting and working at the same time because we're we're not uh, we're not surrounded by you know negativity. We don't care what the market does. We don't care where Bitcoin will be tomorrow. Seriously, it doesn't matter because what what we're doing is not, you know, relying on on other markets. So, 
Well, that's a great position to be in, and uh, I hope that it continues that way. It actually segues perfectly into our very last question, which is a listener question, kind of a thinker, kind of a two-parter for you. But I, I, from what I've been hearing from you, I think you'll be able to answer it pretty easily. So it's a little bit of a two-parter. The listener wants to know, what is the ultimate mission that a non-metaverse is trying to achieve in the crypto field? And in the upcoming years, what role would you like to pet, to play in the larger crypto space? Oh, yeah. Beautiful question. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, you know, as, as you notice that our theme is anonymous, you know, we're um, – going against um, hackers and, and negativity and all that stuff that usually attacks this crypto space. And our goal is just like, uh, you know, I mentioned about our NFTs that will be special thousand NFTs that will be actually used in the real world to provide cybersecurity. And so our goal eventually um, is to be um, the token that, once you hear Anonverse, you know what we're about. We are about providing security uh, for everybody who is involved, um, uh, making it as a culture, as a lifestyle. And the goal is eventually to make the world a safer place, to make, um, to make sure our, our money, our funds are safe as well and, and secured and in the right places. And, um, um, definitely, um, biggest goal is to decentralize and, uh, I can't say this without, uh, I don't know, touching some centralized world uh, there, but literally to, um, to show that it's possible, uh, to live without centralized world, without the influence of banks and everything else that is completely opposite of crypto. So, well, there we go. Then I think that that's a, that's a good way to end it right there. So before I say goodbye to Robin, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping stuff here. So remember, you've been listening to a BitMart AMA. That's where we host real conversations with crypto projects and kind of put people back in the driver's seat instead of just having to look at a screen and look at a token. A non-token is live on BitMart. I believe it's been live on BitMart since April 28th or so. Um, it is live on BitMart if you want to trade. And uh, you've heard from Robin here today all the interesting stuff that's happening in a non-verse um, and will continue to develop over 2022. They're working hard, and maybe eventually they will give themselves a break and put a little umbrella in their drink. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And remember that they've got some NFTs that are coming out. Those are continuing to develop, and that's what we're giving away today in this AMA. And all you have to do if you want to be one of the lucky five people that could potentially win an NFT mystery box – worth $199 is find the AMA link that this Twitter spaces is happening on. It should be pinned to our Twitter at BitMart Exchange. If not, it, it'll be shortly down there. We want you to retweet that. We want you to tag three friends. Then we want you to go follow Anon versus Twitter. That's probably the most important part. And they are at Anon underscore Metaverse. And then we want you to take a screenshot of that Submit it to our Google form, 
and you will be in the runnings to win some of those cool NFTs from Anonverse. I've been speaking with Robin Manuk, the chief scientific officer of Anonverse, and he has been extremely pleasant, super, super grateful, super uh, helpful in trying to explain what is a, a pretty large project that has very ambitious goals. So, Robin, I really want to thank you for being here and speaking with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nathan. It's a pleasure. All right. And if we have nothing else to discuss, which I think that we don't, I will say goodbye to everyone out there in crypto land. Have a good day, everybody. Hey there, everyone. Nathan from BitMart here. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's really interesting talking to people in the crypto industry and kind of humanizing and getting to know the people behind the projects, behind the screens. But now... We've got some legal stuff to get out of the way. All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk. That being said, if you haven't signed up for a BitMart account already, be sure to go to bitmart.com and sign up today. You'll be able to trade crypto anytime, anywhere.